If you can't beat them, join them. That's an old saying that's been taken to heart by many large banks as they team up with new fintech players. But some global payment networks are doing so well during the pandemic, they are beating their smaller domestic rivals. But they're still choosing to join up with their smaller competitors and partner with them. In this edition of Commerce Code, Beating them and joining them discovers network of networks. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco. This is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. The torrid pace of innovation in fintech has forced companies that were once competitors to collaborate. Innovation makes strange bedfellows. For example, MasterCard recently announced they will team up with cryptocurrencies that were invented to displace credit cards. Apple, the tech company of tech companies, teamed up with a stodgy old investment bank, Goldman Sachs, to launch the Apple Pay credit card. But one company has been using this approach of partnering with competitors to quietly build a global payments empire. It's one of the best positioned in the fintech space. That company is Discover. It's not well known, but Discover is the payment network of payment networks. That's because Discover has partnered with domestic payment networks around the world to build a super payments network. For example, when consumers from China visit the U.S. carrying their China Union Pay cards and they use it at a shopping mall, well, those transactions are carried over the Discover network. The same thing happens when consumers from Japan carrying cards from JCB, that country's largest payment network, when those Japanese consumers use those cards in the U.S., they go over the Discover network. So Discover, in many ways, caught on to the whole coopetition model long before it was fashionable in fintech circles. Today on the show, we speak with Matt Sloan, who leads Discover's international markets for EMEA. And we talk with him about Discover's network of networks and how they're using this unique asset to drive innovation and growth in fintech and beyond. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Hey, Sylvia. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a sunny day here in San Francisco. Where are you today? I am uh, working from home, as everyone seems to do these days, just outside London in the UK. You're obviously with Discover, one of the world's best known payment networks. Diners Card, your brand in Europe and most of Asia, was actually the original credit card, the original charge card. As a result, Discover has always been really good at looking at potential competitors and actually turning those companies into partners. In the US, you guys are one of the top five credit card issuers, but you also kind of played this partnership angle again with Cesar 
Bezel, and you announced that you're going to let that company's buy now, pay later solution be integrated into the Discover Global Network. Can you talk a little bit about your approach to partnering with BNPL firms that could actually be seen as competitors to Discover? For us, the partnership model works really, really well for a whole variety of reasons. And right now, we are very, very focused on fintech partnerships and partnerships in this buy now, pay later space specifically. The BNPL space is growing extremely quickly, especially in the US. And we don't see it as competition. We see it as a different choice for the customer, maybe targeting customer segments that that we don't normally reach. So on one hand, we think we have a lot of assets that Sezzle can leverage to grow. And I think that, as you said, Silvio, the reverse of that is that Sezzle can access and refer their customers across to discover products and services. Because I think the more you look at these two companies, although we're very different in terms of size and scale, we've got almost identical vision and mission, which is really to help our customers make financial progress. So we think there's a really good fit in terms of kind of what we want to do for the customer there. Really fascinating, and I think very innovative from Discover's perspective. It's really fair to say that we are seeing more competition and more innovation in payments than at any other time in history. And there was this whole sort of boom about a decade ago around cryptocurrencies, and they were supposed to sort of disintermediate the traditional payment schemes. That hasn't happened. But what we are seeing is an increase in the numbers of domestic payment schemes globally. Why is that happening? And why are you guys seeing more and more of these domestic payment schemes popping up? And how do you guys think about either partnering or competing with those schemes? So we definitely see it in terms of partnering. Working with these domestic schemes is really a key part of our international strategy. We don't issue cards ourselves outside the US, so everything we do outside the US is through partnership. So there's a ton of activity in that area, and I think it really comes down to three things. So one is it gives the local government or the central bank control and sovereignty. More and more central banks are thinking, okay, we want to be in control of our own destiny. I think secondly, you get a lot more kind of local customization and innovation with the domestic scheme. I mean, the big two payment networks of Visa and MasterCard do an excellent job, but they have global scale. And so local differentiation is hard to achieve. And then I guess the third thing is, and this is true everywhere I've seen the domestic scheme established, wherever a new scheme comes into being, it drives competition and it reduces the scheme fees of every network operating in that market. So we're seeing a ton of activity in that area. And for us, we think it's a huge opportunity. And Discover, in many ways, is a network of networks, which is really innovative in and of itself. Staying on this theme of competition, how do the different types of networks collaborate with Discover to provide that overall win-win for all parties involved? Because I imagine it's really difficult to achieve, but you guys have mastered it and have done it repeatedly with JCB, UnionPay, and countless other domestic networks around the world. How do you guys do it? Yeah, you're right. I think at the moment we have 24 different domestic scheme partners that we work with around the world. And really, the model is relatively simple. I mean, if you think of a domestic scheme, they have all the benefits that we talked about before, you know, local control, sovereignty, local innovation, competition, lower pricing, etc. But they have this kind of Achilles heel of they really sometimes struggle to compete locally with Visa and MasterCard because they just don't have the scale and resources that those two companies have. And that's where we come in. You know, we've built a global network of our own. Every tool you would need to run or 
build a network we have already. So basically what we do is we make available all those products and services. They can choose what they like. Then I guess the secret sauce here is we say to them, everything that happens in your market is yours. We don't see the transactions. You settle it yourself. You maintain full control. You set your pricing, the branding, you manage your partner relationships. All of that is still yours, but you're powered by our network capabilities. And importantly, when your cars travel internationally, you can use your card across the Discover Global Network, which gets rid of the one big challenge that a domestic scheme has compared to Visa, MasterCard and others, which is they don't have international acceptance. So really, it's a win-win. So we win because we see more traffic on our network internationally. And then the network benefits, obviously, because they keep local control while still achieving kind of all the cost savings they need and the synergies they need to compete locally. Really great approach. But I want to switch to a topic which is really core and central to payments and payment networks. And it's the issue of data and privacy. They become a key area of focus for regulators and market participants, especially over the past year, as we've seen GDPR now in its second year really taking hold and becoming the mature law of the land across Europe and in the US, regulators really focusing on implementing things around data portability. Discover has a really unique data footprint because you have this network asset where you can see consumer spending across the world and you can see how consumers are spending on their cards. But you also understand merchant performance because you have those direct relationships with merchants and how merchants are doing. How are you using these data sets to create value for consumers, to create value for merchants, and to create value for digital platforms that serve both of these groups? Yeah, you're right. We have kind of a really interesting model where we issue our own cards. So in the US, we have over 17 million credit cards that we issue. So it's a large scale issuing business we have in the US. And while we don't do 100% of our own acquiring, for many of the smaller merchants, we'll, we'll work with merchant acquirers. But we retain kind of the top major tier one merchants, if you like, as direct relationships. And that's really powerful because it allows us to build propositions that benefit both the merchants by driving increased footfall, as well as by driving relevant, valuable offers to the customer. So you're right, by seeing both together, we can match the two and create a win-win in a way that you can't if you only have one side of that equation. As a global network and as this network of networks, you have a really unique vantage point, consumer spending around the world. You're based in London. I'm actually based in San Francisco, but I was just in Europe on my holiday with my family. And we started to see some of these really surprisingly negative trends around the resurgence of COVID-19 with the Delta variant. What are you seeing in terms of restaurant spending, domestic travel and cross-border travel? Are you starting to see a decrease in Europe and in the US due to the Delta variant? Yeah, it's interesting. So talking to some of my colleagues in the US, there was definitely a difference of atmosphere in, say, Europe versus the US. I definitely got the impression that the US was coming back in a big way. Things were returning to normal, people going on vacation, seeing loved ones, traveling, etc. But generally speaking, across the EU, there hasn't been that loosening effect, if you like, that the US has seen. So consequently, we haven't had the ever-tightening restriction that I think we're now seeing in the US either. And when we look at kind of what's happening in this region, Europe, Middle East and Africa, really the cross-border volumes are not that much better now. I mean, they've, maybe they've rallied a tiny bit, but we're still seeing significant suppression, almost back to the level that we first saw when lockdown first started. So things are challenging, you know, for businesses that rely on cross-border travel and especially commercial travel. 
Yeah, we certainly experienced that being in Europe for a couple of weeks. Most merchants there were just really happy to hear an American accent. They were few and far between. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your insights. Really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Sylvia. That's Matt Sloan, Managing Director of International Markets for EMEA with Discover Card, speaking to us from just outside London, United Kingdom. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the future of collaboration in payments. Metcalf's law was one of the first attempts to quantify the network effect, and it proposes that the value of a network is proportional to the square of the number of users. So if your payment network has 10 users, the value of the network is 10 squared or 100. And for those of you that love math like I do, you realize that payment networks grow exponentially in value based on adding users. And exponential growth is much faster than linear growth. And of course, linear growth is the way most other business systems grow. So the law of exponents, and I hope you're staying with me here, but the law of exponents and how a network grows in value explains why Discover's strategy of becoming the network of networks is such a powerful model. It also explains why so many fintech companies are willing to partner with even competitors as long as they have scale. The upside from teaming up and using the network effect is just too tempting to ignore. So in fintech, It comes down to this, let the best partner win. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.